0: You're listening to 90.5 WKHS Warden. Everyone has a story. Everyone starts somewhere. Let's go back to the beginning. Each week, we'll chat with local professionals and hear about the goals and plans they had in high school and then connect the dots to the present day. This is personal. This is all about connections. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andra Anderson, Senior Coordinator for MBRT's Next Generation Scholars. Woo, I know I say it every week, but it's such a mouthful, my goodness. I am super excited for our guest today, who I've known for several years, both back all the way when I was at Washington College as a student, and then um, I worked in the admissions office, But we'd love to get a warm welcome for Dylan Grimes, who is the executive director of Kent Attainable Housing. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very glad to
1: be here. For sure.
0: Awesome. So glad you're here. So really excited to kind of dive into what you're doing now and a little bit of your your background, but let's start there. Let's start now, right now. So we are almost a month into this role for you, right? New role executive director. What is it that you what is it that you do or what what are your goals or priorities at the moment?
1: So, I'm actually the Chief Development and Community Engagement
0: oh, Officer. Oh, I thought you were, because I got that wrong. Also I'm so sorry. Gave me a
1: promotion, <laughs> I did. So. <laughs> well, you know, in
0: my mind, <laughs> I do appreciate it. So, So say it again Chief Development and Community Engagement Officer. Chief Development Community Engagement. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. It is. So, so what does is, what is one do?
1: So, right now, I manage all fundraising and development aspects of the organization. So, donor relations, communications, social media, marketing, public Relations, events, uh, and then I also uh, co collaborate with my colleague on our volunteerism. So many hats. It sounds like you make a lot of connections in your in your
0: role. Yes, yeah, yes. I love that. We love that word. We love the word connections, and we like building those those relationships. So I imagine what you're doing right now is kind of getting to know unattainable housing, getting to know some of the uh, maybe uh, current or former clients, getting to know the people that you work with and learning some stories.
1: Yes, yes. That is probably my most favorite part of my job. And um, this line of work is getting to know The people that we serve, but also the people that make that happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. That must be so fun to get to know people. It is. Yeah. Everybody has
1: a great backstory.
0: Ah, yes. Everybody has a story. We love that. Well, let's dive into your story. So let's go back to high school. So sitting at North Carolina High School, junior, senior year, what did you think you would be diving
1: into, pursuing? What were you interested in? So I had two great interests was science and then art. And I was obsessed with true crime And um, (laughs) the TV show Bones So I really wanted to be a forensic science um, In that profession Mm -hmm. Um, Really forensic anthropology I really liked bones you know, skeleton it was very strange but um and so that's what i really wanted to do mm-hmm. going into um, college
0: yeah and was it all was washington college always the choice or did you have <laughs> were you told that you had to go there
1: <laughs> uh no my mom um who worked at washington college for quite a long time she told me i could go anywhere um um you know, whatever was made me happy, and so I took that as I would try my best not to go to Washington College, but uh-huh. <laughs> I ended up there anyways. It's sure just it home. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. So was there always this understanding
1: that you would go to college? Was that the expectation growing up? Um, I'm actually a first-generational um, student, um, so my mother... She completed her degree while she was employed at Washington College, so I'm very proud of that. Um, My grandparents did go, my grandmother did complete school, but um, I then went back and um, my father uh, went into the trades, so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like whatever, it was either school or work. Yeah. Um, That was what was expected. You know, you have to do, you have to have some goal in life. Right. Um, It doesn't really matter where that ends up going so college i've i like school i like education so i made college the choice for me yeah yeah so you were thinking about something in forensic anthropology what did you end up studying at washington college so i actually got two degrees a bs in biology a focus on orgasmal biology and then art and art history so ba in art and art history with a focus on studio art
0: so you had those interests of science
1: and art, and you got to study them. Yes, Washington College, uh, with it being a liberal arts school, I was very thankful to have that opportunity to do both. Um, it was a lot of work, yeah. but yeah, um, it was definitely nice. Um, and then you know, later, if I decide to go back to school, then I can choose a path from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you
0: had those two degrees and two, um, you know, pathways
1: what did you think your next step would be after college or what did you hope it would be? So my senior year of college, I told—I knew that I was not ready for grad school because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, um, you know, grad school is kind of specific. So sure. I wanted to make sure I waited until I knew exactly what I was going to do. I had applied for um, Teach of America. Unfortunately, I did not get in. Mm. Um, but um, it t- gave me... The confidence that that is not what i'm supposed to be doing right now i love uh, that i love that <laughs> redirection <laughs> um i feel like i'm still uh, have an interest in teaching so maybe someday long down the road that's when that will come back but yeah. but right now um and then i kind of once that happened i kind of had to redirect myself i applied to a different bunch of different places um and then habitat Humanity happened um, we did a framing frenzy at the college for the 20th anniversary of the Washington College Habitat for Humanity Club and um, that's where I met my future boss yeah um, well ex-employer no, right but.
0: <laughs> the next the next employer you would have yeah yes. yeah so Habitat for Humanity that was a pretty big club at the at the college but you had a history with them earlier than college right
1: yes so my mother who I mentioned worked at the college she was also one of the advisors to the club for a long time and so once she started doing that and there was volunteer opportunities that involved you know I was about 10 years old when that happened and Mm -hmm. you know Habitat for Humanity does have age requirements for certain activities Uh so when I was allowed to go um, mostly painting and that sort of thing she would take me along um I, my high school required community service hours to graduate. Mm -hmm. Plus, I was a part of Girl Scouts and all that good stuff. So, um, I already had the act of service in me. (laughs) So you were
0: like, "All right, this is a great match. I I know this person. I could work with them. I've worked with them before." So you worked with Habitat for Humanity for how long, and what were your roles there?
1: Um, I worked for Central Delaware Habitat for Humanity for three, almost three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um. It was, it was a great time. They taught me an amazing amount of skills to be able to grow and, you know, get to the place where I am with Ken Attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very similar role. I was the director of development. I started as a volunteer coordinator and then changed titles several times and then ended at the director of development. Nice and all about connections
0: there as well yes. I imagine yeah so from your time both volunteering with habitat and then working with habitat, so could you like build a house now what are your skills what <laughs> what are your best skills when it comes to that process um you renovate a house
1: <laughs> yes yeah um, and I mean I'm a very proud homeowner too so yeah. I use those skills all the time I bet um, uh, it's definitely taught me to you know learn um, you know try it yourself and then if it doesn't work you know there are paid professionals that know <laughs> what they're doing um, and certainly hire them And but it's also Central Delaware Habitat taught me um, all about the mission and what is important to you you know the people that we serve that is the most important thing and it's just the families that I got to meet and serve but also the people my colleagues the volunteers At Central Delaware, they had a group of Habitat heroes. They're all above the age of 75. Oh, wow. And they all go out to the worksite every Wednesday, Saturday, and build the houses. It's incredible. Wow. I was like, I want to be them. Yes, that is
0: gold. (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. I think that's important for people to hear, especially students, that what you're participating in in high school, in college, that could potentially lead to... A job opportunity, right? You know, it doesn't have to be paid work. It could be something that you're volunteering with and you show interest, you show passion, you really get into the mission and vision of what they're doing. And that makes you a really great candidate for employment. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So now let's connect the dots to the present day. So you were working with um, Central Delaware Habitat for Humanity and then this opportunity popped up and you thought, let's
1: try it. Why not? Yes. Um, so Ken Attainable Housing, um, my now boss, Taylor Fry, I went to Washington College with him and he, he had posted this opportunity on his Facebook page. And so it was kind of like, well, you know, let me try. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Um, he had also encouraged me to apply for the role. And so I applied and, you know, it seemed to work out obviously now that i'm here for sure um but i it wouldn't have been without going to central delaware habitat and learning from my employer there um tim bailey is one of those guys that um you know he taught me i'm not the greatest writer and this man you know public relations is a lot of writing a lot of writing so um (laughs) He taught me how to, um, you know, edit stuff. But then it's also how to communicate with people. Yeah. Um, I was not a great public speaker. Like, I probably couldn't even have done this with nobody here. Look at you now. <laughs> yes. Um. So when, you know, he saw something in me and, you know, he gave me the skills um, and the opportunity to learn development work and the backside of nonprofit life and so I took that and then I applied that to this role and you know now I am here and hoping to um, develop and change the course um, for the good of Ken Attainable.
0: That's amazing. So I heard again a connection, somebody that you knew reached out and said hey there's this role and I think that's also important like to remember and remind students that you need each other, so don't burn bridges. <laughs> 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 to be a little, maybe that's a little selfish, but honestly, I mean, you never know where an opportunity will come, right? You never know who might have a role that you're really excited about or they thought of you, right? Like Taylor said, I, I have this role and I want you to apply. Like there was something in you that, You know he had worked with before, or a skill that he was like. I I think you're doing this now, so those connections are so crucial. That's awesome. So you talked a little bit about your role and the different parts of it, but you know, day to day, you mentioned you are um, they're looking for an an office. So right now, you are mostly working from home. What does your day to day kind
1: of look like? So right now, so Habitat Humanity is a national. Organization, mm-hmm. But each affiliate operates independently. So mm-hmm. Central Delaware has this, you know, big umbrella of Habitat International, where Ken attainable is its own little entity. Right. So leaving a national organization to one that is very localized, it's quite different. Sure, I imagine. Um, And so it's kind of having to go backwards a little bit um, mm-hmm. to start a foundation. Um, and that is what my really day-to-day is, is figuring out what we need to succeed and grow and you know become something like that Mm -hmm. and so right now um it's a lot of policies um procedures you know streamlining that sort of thing um meeting the people that are involved in the organization um we're establishing our volunteer program um really emphasizing on our social media you know everybody's online Mm -hmm. um and so Making sure that we have a visible presence, especially since we don't have a physical location just yet. So making sure that we are heard, um, you know, people that know know that we're here and what we do, getting our mission across, um, but also making sure that we have the ability to serve those, um, to serve our applicants. Yeah,
0: I. So are there are there programs that can attainable is kind of modeling after, or are there things from what you learned through Habitat that you're kind of bringing to the table?
1: Um, yes. So we have a, at Ken Attainable, we have a future home buyer program, which Tarana Brown, our future home buyer program manager, is um, in charge of. She is developing a streamlined process of how the clients come to us and then, you know, f- go through the process to fruition of purchasing their own home. So we focus on low to median income individuals um, and fa- low to median income families our mission is to break generational poverty through families so mm-hmm. um, instilling that into your children and so on and so on through generations mm-hmm. um, our program is we focus on financial literacy and education uh, budget management so we instill the tools for them to then purchase the home we do subsidize um, part of the mortgage. So, for instance, we try to keep it affordable, mm-hmm. and thirty percent of the income is, you know, ideal for affordable affordability. So, what we do is, if the if the home is worth two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and the applicant um, can only afford about one hundred and seventy five, we will cover that gap. Mm. Um, and so, that is funded through grants, donations, that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. So
0: you're you're making it possible for people who originally thought it was not possible to own a home that's amazing that's an amazing you know program and opportunity and i think it's important for for people to know that that exists now with your like financial literacy training for example is that only offer to your client base or, or do you do programs that anybody can participate in?
1: So the budget management is open. So like if you apply to us to go through our program and if you're above the income or you're too below the income that we serve, it's not that we're going to say bye and let you go. We're going to help you and um, we do have programs that, you know, we can teach you the workshops go through the workshops and then you know we will direct you to the fair market and then you can you can then purchase a home on the fair market so
0: okay so that's great so it's like a it's providing an additional community service as well you know helping people I feel like budgeting so it's funny that we're doing this now actually next Monday we have um one of the programs we do for 12th graders is Budgeting and realizing what is a loan and, um, you know, for car or for college or whatever it is, we actually have uh, our truest bank coming in to to host those sessions. And it's so important, I think, for students to realize. And those are some of my favorite classroom presentations because students will realize, like, that's a really high interest rate. Oh, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, that's so real. (laughs) Um, So there's all these light bulbs and things happening during that session. So that is such a great service to offer to people because it's for whatever reason, budgeting is just not part of the curriculum, right? And it's something that's so real that if you want to rent a place or own a place, you have to know how to budget. You have to know what those costs are, what this percentage is,
1: what that rate is, all of those things. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: That is a big thing. Um, um, that's why we start with education because that's the foundation for a lot of things. And, you know, our motto is building foundations for families. Um, and so oh, I love that. That's
0: so <laughs> there's a couple meanings, right? Physical foundation. And oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, guess you, the, you talk about the curriculum. Yeah, I was not unless you took business courses and you wanted to go into the business side of things in high school. That is where you learned about the money and economics. Sure. Um, no. I did not, and I mean, I'm very thankful to now have owned my home at the age of 24, but it's like... You just got to make sure you do your research. And, you know, the only reason I am was able to do that was through the knowledge of Habitat and um, through these programs.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And having gone through the process yourself, I'm sure is really helpful as you're building those relationships with future clients to say, Mm -hmm. well, when I did it, X, Y and Z versus like, I think this is how it goes. Yes. That's really helpful. That's awesome. That is amazing. So
1: um, so you. You live in Kent County, too, now? Or no? No. Okay, okay. Um, I live in Caroline County. Oh, yeah. um, that is where I grew up. I moved yes. a town over. Yeah. <laughs> they say that you leave home. I did leave home for about a year and a half. I moved to Dover when I worked at Central Delaware, and then I said, nope, nope, I miss my cornfields. <laughs> I miss not having stoplights and traffic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of that around here in Kent County. So, yeah. But I only live about... Um, 30 minutes away and you know that might change someday I might become a Kent County resident
0: sure yeah well that I mean that's that's important to to share I'm working it's funny when I work with students sophomore junior year they're like I'm going to California getting out of here going to California and then as we get to senior year they're like I mean like Pennsylvania's nice. <laughs> they slowly, slowly start to come back and then they, you know, they're like, there's, there's a college right here. I could go to college right here, actually. Um, but it is. It's important, I think, to see what else is out there to go out and experience things. And then if you would like to, you know, come back.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please explore. Yes. Um, Please do. Yeah. You know, there's a world out there. Um, I'm a very big adventurer. though um, This past year, I probably have been all over the United States. Yeah. Um, Where's your favorite places that you've been? Uh, so I have family in Lake Tahoe, California. So oh. I go out there. Um, this year, though, um, I got to go to... Um, I did get to explore someplace new. It was Queens, New York. I'm not a New York person. Yeah. As you can tell from my comment about cornfields. Yes, totally different. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a good time, you know, going. Uh, but I have to say anywhere um, I got the opportunity through Washington college to go to Brazil for mm-hmm. one of their um, two week um, class programs so um definitely if you're thinking about going to college those incentives are pretty nice too. yeah study
0: abroad explore what's out there yeah that's um that's one of my that's my biggest regret from college is not going abroad I ended up studying American studies so <laughs> It traveled in the United States for my studying, for my research, but I I highly recommend it. I think it's a great opportunity, yeah. Um, And as we're exploring, we just had um, College Week a couple weeks ago, and there are some colleges that require it. They require you to be abroad for a program, which I think is really cool, you know, giving students that, you know, go Go away. Mm-hmm. Go away, then come back. <laughs> Go away, see what's out there. Um, so is that kind of, is that advice that you would give to students? Or is there any other, you know, we have juniors and seniors that are are starting to think about their future, which is coming much faster than they realize. What do you, what would you share with them? I mean, there's a lot of good stuff I think we've been talking about, but is there any other advice you might give them?
1: Um, take time to figure out what you want to do. Mm. You know, that was a big thing I learned for me is, you know, with the expectation of you know yes i was allowed to do whatever i wanted but sometimes that was a little too broad so it's kind of like um figure out what makes you happy what your interests are you know i am not using my degrees necessarily right now but you know someday i will Mm -hmm. um but you know Doing something that interests me and I love and I love going to work every day, that's much more important right now. And I mean, the education that I have learned through working at Habitat and nonprofits is just invaluable and you learn a lot about people.
0: Yeah. What advice? So that's an important thing too. What about somebody that's looking to work with a nonprofit, which truthfully, I didn't know. I guess I didn't... I don't know. I didn't realize what a nonprofit was as a high school student, right? I didn't really think about it until until college and I started to do some some work with nonprofits. And now I work for one, but um, what advice do you have for somebody thinking about working for a nonprofit?
1: Um, so when you work for a nonprofit, you kind of, you know, you work for the people that you serve. Mm-hmm. So the, the organization, whatever the mission is, those people that you are serving, they are the most important. But you also have to remember that you are also most important. Um, mm. Always take time for yourself. And, you know, the unfortunately, there's always people that need help. And so, you know, making sure that your f- cup is filled um, so then you can further help those that need it. Um, also, you know, always remember the mission. The mission is, of course, why you're there, why you're doing the work. And, you know, yes, it might get hard, it might get stressful, <laughs> it might get crazy, but... The mission is what is most important and that's why you do the work that you do.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I, I love that comment about taking time for yourself because especially in nonprofit work and serving others, you can get caught up in the needs of other people and kind of forget about your own. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really good. Um, so I guess anything else that we should know about can Attainable Housing that we might not? Like what is something you wish people knew more about?
1: Um I wish that people knew that this option was out there. Yeah. Um, Kent Attainable is really the only affordable housing nonprofit in Kent County, Maryland. Mm. Um, yes, we're very young. We started in 2019, um, but we are here and we're here to help um, and we are hoping to grow um, and You know, if you have interest in volunteering with us, um, we have volunteer opportunities. If you're interested in donating, all the money stays locally. So you do not have to worry about that. You can see your money at work um, through the homes that we build and the people we serve. But then it's also if you are in need of housing and um, or even just somebody to talk to, call Tarana Brown, our (laughs) programs manager. Um, She is one of those people that, you know, she will treat you like a human being. Mm -hmm. You know, we understand it's hard to ask Mm -hmm. for help. And so we will definitely be there. Yeah, I love that. That's so important to
0: remember through the process because it does, it's so, you know, there there are all kinds of forms and papers and procedures, and it's it's easy to sort of forget that it's a human being in the process, mm-hmm. right? And so it sounds like Ken Attainable values the individual, the family, and the person over mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I I kind of feel, <laughs> I kind of feel similar that, you know, the work that we do, um, it's the, the people that that we serve don't necessarily understand the rules and the forms and the procedures, so it's our job to kind of be an interpreter for it. And like, here's what this yes. means. Here's what it's not, no, don't sign there. Sign there. Sign here. This <laughs> is what you want to do. So, almost being a translator in, of sorts, you know, like for <laughs> these are all the 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 rules and the red tape and all the things that you have to to go through to get the final result of the thing that you want the most.
1: Yes, and don't get discouraged. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sure that those people that need help have asked for help already and so going back and forth is always rough so um, but You know, we're compassionate and we are here and Tawana is great at that. So she will help you along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll be happy to share
0: the story and promote it on and take pictures. And um, I think I also saw maybe it was on the Facebook page. In addition to to housing, do you do any do you do any um,
1: like building projects for people or is that not something that you also do? So the housing. So we do build our homes. Uh Um, We do new construction. We have one coming up on um, Prospect Street, right by the college. Nice. Um, we have bought a lot there and then we have, we have built two homes already mm-hmm. um, and then we actually are rehabbing a house on Connelly Drive behind the Acme. Nice. So we do both. Okay, okay. Um, we do um, rehabilitations but then we sell the home. So that's okay. a common misconception is that we rehab homes that already exist. That's rebuilding together.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um, so th- we... You know rehab, and then the ultimate goal is to sell the home.
0: Gotcha. So, so for somebody, one of your one of your mm-hmm. clients, I got it. That's awesome. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come here to share more about your new role. It sounds really exciting. It sounds like you're making lots of connections and learning stories, and um, more to come. Right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This was More fun than I thought. I love that. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Tune in next week as we talk with the Washington College Vice President of Admissions, also new in his role about all things admissions. So until then, I don't know. Way to be. Be well. (laughs) (laughs) See you then.